This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bank at Night. Senior Bowl practice is on right now, Chris. NFL Net, watch Kenny Pickett throw it around the yard. I don't know if I'm in the mood to watch Senior Bowl practice yet. Well, get yourself in the mood. We'll see. Tomorrow's signing day. I might, I might check that out. The second signing second day. Second signing the, day. It's always... The actual signing day, because like in yeah, December, it's early signing but the day. first one's better, because a lot of... It's better, because more signings like Caleb Williams, now. by the way, the Oklahoma quarterback. USC. With Lincoln Riley, SC, and he's a DC kid, so we'll see how this goes. But to the highest bidder shall go the recruit, so we'll see how he does. He's going to be an NFL player, and that was a hell of a pickup by Lincoln Riley, but you kind of knew that was going to happen. With the uh, transfer been, portal, he's been getting a in. lot of people that were committed or at Oklahoma to switch to USC. But I'm surprised it took him as long as it did. Like he actually played in the bowl game, which is really for Oklahoma, and he did. I, I knew when it came out, he kept Oklahoma hostage because he did say, "Well, I could still maybe come back here." Meaning, can you make my Tahoe and Escalade? He then I'll played come back? it. He played it right. But can Caleb my, can played I, it can right. Can you turn my Tahoe into an Escalade? Then we'll talk. Caleb played it right. This is how you do it. And this is like, think about it. We're not, I mean, we're less than a decade away from you can't transfer to this school because we don't want you to. And now these guys basically can go wherever they want, whenever they want. And now with NIL, they can just, it basically goes to the highest bidder. Like this is great times for these players. I'm glad that Caleb out here getting whatever, whatever benefits he got from this. I'm glad he got them. They want six. Wait a minute. You trying to tell me you're supposed to buy something inside the convenience store after you get gas? Who the hell does that bank? Like, no, I pay for my gas in the convenience store. You pay for your gas in the convenience store? Sometimes. Why? Because I usually I just use the, the, the quick start thing where and then I go in and pay for it because I usually buy something like Coke or something like that or maybe some chew. Do you pay in cash or you use your card? I use a card. Okay, I was about to say. I would use cash, bro. You guys give me crap for it. Don't use cash, bro. That's I didn't even have a cash app until you see, guys made me do it. You you didn't yeah, no, see, I, I it's got the only on this. way that it's one way you guys let me play. I've been using it. I don't I, I get left out well, of all yeah, the fantasy you, things we do and all that because I'm not cool. We don't need yeah, we don't use cash. It's I still I use, still write checks, man. <laughs> but not anymore because you guys give me crap for it. Yeah, you shouldn't be writing checks anymore. Well, I dude. gotta pay the IRS with it because Missouri's hard yeah, to pay. But, yeah, Kansas, Missouri, you have to pay. You well, have you to can do it pay. online. It's more of a pain in the ass, though. Yeah, like it, but it, like if you get like income tax, you have to pay for. It. You have to actually use it. You have to. Pay Every, why do people like New Year's Eve? I mean, okay, if you're gonna tell me because the college football playoffs, so yes, but the, as soon as it hits New Year, we gotta pay taxes and all our memberships like renew. Like it cost a lot at the beginning of the year. 
Like, it's not fun. I mean, that's like every month, though. But, but, but January sucks. January sucks because it's January and it's cold yeah, and you but, get all the but, snow. But, so when and, you need to pay everybody everything and you no, have taxes. And no, I don't you just that. If you live in Missouri, you just paid your personal property at the end of the month. And it's like, man, you get hammered in January. That is like the reminder that you suck. I mean, you owe all this money. It's, it's I don't like it. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, the I Chiefs don't. Lose, I hate it. Jan- I mean, January, I'm glad it's gone. Bite me. It's new month. I mean, February is not going to be that much better. Besides, well, it can't be worse. <laughs> I mean, we do have the Super Bowl. It's Black History Month, and and we do get Valentine's See, Day. But find like, a silver lining that's good for you, Chris. But that's it's good. still cold. Out. It's, still, it's still cold outside. Those are good things to enjoy. I, I wish Black History Month were in a warmer month. Well, like, I, mean, I don't. I don't like the fact that it's February. It's so cold outside. Yeah, and I wish I made a million bucks too, and I had a private jet. But I don't. Yeah, I wish I had that stuff too. And regardless, uh, Brett Veach spoke today, GM of the Kansas City Chiefs. Good long while, too. It was like a 40 minutes. It's like a Mike Tomlin esque press conference. Well, this is the end of the year. This is I know. The, this, is the, this is basically his uh, his exit uh, press conference. He'll talk here before the before, draft. Before and the everything. draft. Yeah. And throw complete smoke signals. I mean, it'll be complete smoke signals. And you know what? I expect him to do that because that's called playing the game of chess. If he wants to really stir some people up, he should have scouts at Kenny Pickett's pro day. Here's the thing. <laughs> Just to stir some people oh, up. Oh, that would be good. That'd, That'd be, be good. hilarious. It'd be or Sam Howe. But, yeah, and then they could like do an actual interview with Kenny Pickett at the at the combine well, just to really mess with people. They're probably down at the uh, Senior Bowl right now. The practice started. Malik Willis. Oh, definitely. Uh, he had got, the air on the ball. There. Good yeah. hand placement. Eyes are fine. So, dad's a coach. Love all. But regardless, John Dorsey. The Chiefs used to have these uh, these pre draft things where they'd invite you know the media to go watch the the Chiefs. I actually thought it was a really cool deal they did. And Dorsey would always show film of guys that he wasn't going to draft. But one of the things Dorsey would show, and this is very interesting, because I mean he was a very good scout, is when he was watching, you know, pro days, Chris, and you know, people running the cone drills and everything else, you know what he was looking at? You know what he cared about more than what they were doing in their drills? Who was there watching them? Like, who did they send? Did the team send the GM? Did they send the coach with the GM? Did just the position coach go? Did just an area scout go? Again, you can throw smoke signals to teams because that's one of the first things asked when Chiefs draft picks smoke screen. Meet the media as soon as they talk to them. And for one of the first questions is, did you talk to the Chiefs during the process? And about half of them do, half of them don't. Half of them do come in for a visit. Usually, the more high-profile players you bring in for a visit because you want to see them in person and talk to them and get them barbecue and see you know see them out there you know, run things and talk and everything else and know what kind of person they are. So it's both. Well, Brett Veach was asked uh, several questions about Patrick Mahomes. And he was asked about his season as a whole, what he thought of Patrick Mahomes. And even then got into some Texas Tech and why they drafted him as well. But this is what he thought about Mahomes in the entirety of the season. Yeah. I think when, when you have a player like that, I think it, as far as the arc of the season, I think it's it, it's going to mirror the arc of, you know, the team in general, um, you know, hot early on and, you know, got into a little bit of, you know, it's funny because these ideas and, and the concepts and, you know, the uh, the too high safety and, and the shell looks and all. I mean, it's it's football. It has seen all this before. And, it you know, so when the offense is struggling early on. It, it, it wasn't because someone really reinvented the wheel. It was just 
Um, you know, and we've said this before, you know, Patrick's biggest weakness is um, just him wanting to go out there and just execute at such a high level. And that goes back to the roots at, at Texas Tech. If you remember when Pat was at Texas Tech, you know, he was always the best player on the field. Um, sometimes teams would be in a bind and he'd be down 14, 21, nothing. I think he'd always, from an early age, approach the game like I'm putting everybody on my shoulders and I'm going to try to score every single play. Um, and I think that first year playing with Alex Smith was a big learning lesson for him because Alex taught him really how to balance the game. Um, every now and then, though, we always have those demons that are, are – we bury them, right? And, you know, but those demons always creep up every now and then. And I think – and that's what you love about Pat, though, because he wants to put everything on him. Um, he wants all the pressure on him. He wants to make every throw. And he has the utmost confidence in – in the staff and the play and his ability to, even if it's not, you know, the ideal throw, he just trusts himself. And I think that's, you know, what you love about him. And, um, but as far as that season, I mean, there was some times where I think he just tried to do too much and, you know, we have a good, um, you know, we have good game plans in place and we have good players around him. Um, you don't need to, to do everything every single game. And I think he got into that mindset of, all right, he's just going to, you know, put the ball into playmakers' hands, um, let those guys do what they do, and and just let the game unfold and, and, and take what the defense gives you. And um, when we got into a role there and then the offense was playing, the defense was playing, and, um, you know, and then we get right there at the end there, and there was a couple probably throws he'd like to have back, and it's only because, um, you know, he just wants to, to do everything on his own sometimes, and those are the qualities you love. But, I mean, it was – it was just like the season was. It was uh, a little inconsistent, and let's just take a step back, relax, give what the defense gives you um, to figure it out and, and play in a more methodical um, and more um, detailed approach and just having that third, fourth quarter just slip away just a little bit. But, um, you know, listen, there's a lot of reasons why we lost that game, and um, anytime you can put the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands, um, there's not a coach, uh, there's not a GM, uh, there's not a player in the league that would want anybody else other than Pat with the ball in his hands. Is Brett Veach a very honest assessment of the season? You start off hot, you go through a lull, you try to find your way back. But I'm glad he worked in the Texas Tech thing because this is what we've been talking about forever, Chris. It's like it's the reason why I wanted Mahomes instead of Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of people in media in this town will say they wanted Mahomes. It's simply not true. They wanted Deshaun Watson, who they wanted. I wanted Mahomes. But because in college, because Sean Watson won the national title, he beat Bam and all this good stuff. But Patrick had to score every time he's on the field. Like he had that mentality because that defense was 128th in scoring defense out of 128 teams at the time in Division One. There's 130 this year. It's even going up beyond that. But they were dead last. He had to score literally every time he was on the field or they wouldn't win. Again, Cliff Kingsbury couldn't win with Patrick Mahomes. Slipped all the way to the fifth seed this year with Kyler Murray. So <laughs> Jerry's still out on Cliff. But I love that. Then sitting the year behind Alex Smith, which that go, that'll go down in any kind of why was Mahomes successful book that he has. That's part of the story. And someone again asked me the legacy. The book's not written, man. He's 26. Quarterbacks like start hitting their prime at 30. You know, the decade when he's between 30 and 40, how many Super Bowls can he get to? We don't know. I mean, the sky's the limit. The two he went to already, he proven he could go. We proved he can win. I think the sky's going to be a little bit. The Chiefs seems to be a lot of fun to watch uh, the next couple of years. And if the Bengals do beat the Rams, don't forget the Chiefs do play the Bengals next year. That could be the Thursday night game 
if it happens. I really like that he was very honest about the the with his assessment of Mahomes' struggles in the second half against Cincinnati. Um, it was the thing we talked about a lot during the season, and it's something I, I talked about a lot whenever I was on the air. Is like sometimes Mahomes is so used to doing things a certain way and heaving it down the field, it's hard for him to just do the easy stuff and take it. And Andy too. Uh, Andy, you know, I think he very much has kind of gotten spoiled by the success of the offense as well. And, you know, sometimes we got to remember that the short stuff, the, you know, the nickels and dimes that you see, because Andy Reid runs a West Coast offense, you know, traditionally, you know, that's, and that offense is built around nickeling and diming the defense and taking what they give you and throwing it short and letting guys get after the catch. And, you know, for a team as talented as the Chiefs are after the catch, it's just kind of confusing that all of a sudden, because they had so much success doing what they normally do in the first half, that when a team makes an adjustment in the second half, they still keep trying to do what they are used to doing, even though they figured out how to stop it, how to approach that those kind of defenses throughout the season because they had to. So I, I really feel like, like one of the things that needs to really kind of be emphasized this off season by the chiefs is having a malleable approach to how you call you and, and run your offense. Cause I feel like what we saw at the end was the chiefs reverting back to what they like to do. And sometimes what you like to do is not what the defense is going to allow you to do. No, your comfortability, sometimes you need to change it. Exactly. Up and for a team as talented as the chiefs are, it's very frustrating that they lost basically because they couldn't adjust to what a defense was yeah. doing when we saw them do it throughout the season. And text line 913 someone wants to talk baseball, don't worry, it's time to start getting into that. But I will remind you, it's a lockout, and so nothing's happening. So nothing's <laughs> happening. But anyway, as we talk about where the lockout <laughs> might end, Passon had a great article today on it. Someone asked me about Daxton Hill, the cornerback from Michigan. Yes, but Daxton Hill would be gone. He's big, he's physical, can play corner, safety, can do all that. And to my friend that says not every single play because he wasn't trying to score on third and goal from the nine, I don't care who you are, Veach, or anything else, that was a sham. So I will ask you, please text in how many Super Bowls you've won or been to, and I will give you full credit if you've been more to Brett Veach. But coming up next, Brett Veach talks about what Mahomes can do this year, what he can work on going forward, and if Orlando Brown and Tyree Kill are part of the future, not Tyree Kill, Orlando Brown and Tyron Matthew part of the future for the Chiefs next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jim Bankley, Chris Inocero. Hope you're enjoying the uh, senior bowl practices from earlier today. Maybe you're uh, watching the snow. Maybe you're at the store getting the last minute goodies. All of you have texted gas prices all around the city. I'm very impressed. They're very similar, most of these places. I think out here is the highest, though. Looks like uh, Leavenworth chiming in under three a gallon. Nice job, Leavenworth. Way to stand up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lee Summit, a little better. North Lane, about 319. 311 Lee Summit. Supposedly, I don't know what it is, but there's an app, Chris, you can get or even look online to see what the gas price is, how much they are. I don't really have the energy to do that because I don't I, I drive either, very often. But there's I like, drive like once or twice a week. But you know, I get gas all the damn time. But the thing is, I used to not care, but there's such a discrepancy. I mean, there's literally like a 26 cents a gallon difference in one part of the city or the other, which is complete crap to me, but whatever. Whatever. Brett Veach also talked about today what Patrick Mahomes needs to work on for this next season. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I think if you were to ask Pat, I'm, I'm sure he had a, I'm sure that's one of them. I'm sure there's a lot of things just because he is a perfectionist. And there's a lot of things that, you know, the coaching staff needs to work on. There's a lot of things that I need to work on uh, with my staff. I, I don't think you ever go through a season, whether, you know, it ends in the Super Bowl or if it ends in devastation like it did on Sunday, that um, any of us ever feel like we have it figured out. I mean, we've all um, have a, a ton of stuff. We need to go back on the drawing board and, and figure out, you know, why it didn't work out the way we thought it would. And um, I'm sure – Again, to Pat, I'm sure that's one of the things, but I'm sure there's footworks mechanics that coach would tell you, and I'm sure that he would tell you. Um, but it's no different than the coaches um, and some of the scheme stuff that, you know, they're probably hard on themselves for some of the execution stuff. And it's no different than some of the acquisitional things that, you know, I'm disappointed in with me and my staff, and we'll look at those. Um, so, uh, you know, when you're that gifted a player and you have that kind of talent, um, those guys tend to always be the most critical, and I'm sure, um, you know, Pat will approach this offseason like he does every offseason to work on every again, facet of his game. Again, that was Brett Beach, general manager of the Chiefs, today for season wrap-up. Went about 40 minutes, but I'm bringing you the highlights of the different things that he said. Speaking of Holmes, he goes into detail about, well, trying to do too much at times. Every now and then, though, we always have those demons that are, are – we bury them, right? And, you know – but those demons always creep up every now and then. And I think, and that's what you love about Pat though, because he wants to put everything on him. Um, he wants all the pressure on him. He wants to make every throw and he has the utmost confidence in, in the staff and the play and his ability to, even if it's not, you know, the ideal throw, he just trusts himself. And I think that's, you know, what you love about him. And, um, but as far as that season, I mean, there was some times where I think he just tried to do too much. And, you know, we have a good, um, you know, we have good game plans in place. And we have good players around him. Um, you don't need to, to do everything every single game. And I think he got into that mindset of, all right, he's just going to, you know, put the ball into playmakers' hands, um, let those guys do what they do. And 
and just let the game unfold and, and, and take what the defense gives you. And um, when we got into a role there and then the offense was playing, the defense was playing and, um, you know, and then we get right there at the end there and there was a couple probably throws he'd like to have back. And it's only because, um, you know, he just wants to, to do everything on his own sometimes. And those are the qualities you love. But I mean, it was, it was just like the season was, it was uh, a little inconsistent and let's just take a step back, relax, give what the defense gives you um, to figuring out and, and playing a more methodical um, and more um, detailed approach. And just having that third, fourth quarter, just slip away just a little bit, but um, you know, listen, there's, a lot of reasons why we lost that game. And um, anytime you can put the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands, um, there's not a coach, uh, there's not a GM, uh, there's not a player in the league that would want anybody else other than Pat with the ball in his hands. And he made that big adjustment for a big part of this year, just take what the defense has given you. And what the defense has given for the Bengals, and I'm sure if they went back, it was, they were giving up the run. McKinnon, Clyde, keep doing your deal. Again, they care about Mahomes. They care about the Chiefs passing game. They were leaving you alone. Yes, you look good at six yards of carry and 5.4 yards of carry because, again, they did not care about the running game. They didn't. They dared the Chiefs to run the football. They, the Chiefs did run for 139 yards. Again, very uncharacteristic. It is the fifth-best running defense in the NFL, but that's not the game plan for the Bengals because they didn't want to get hurt by Mahomes in the throw. Even Burrow knew it. When they lost the coin toss, they showed him. He's like, yeah, I've seen this before with Mahomes. Didn't end up like we wanted to. Then Jesse Bates batted that ball going down to Tyree Kill. But here's the, about the Orlando Brown. What's the situation? Because really this line, if they do slap a franchise tag on Orlando Brown or give him a big contract, this line's going to be together Tom Holmes in his 30s. Because Creed's still in the rookie contract. Trey Smith, Joe Tooney just brought in, was just on the first year of his contract. So feasibly Mahomes can have the same offensive line when he's 30 years old. And we don't talk about this line for about two or three more years. Here's Veach's plans with Orlando Brown. Orlando um, was a guy that had that dream to play left tackle and had uh, a small sample size of him playing left uh, left tackle at Baltimore. Um, we had an opportunity for him to do that. And, and you know, obviously um, feel like on a whole, uh, our offensive line played outstanding this year and, and um, credit to Coach Heck and, and our coaching staff. And I thought Orlando did a great job. And, and that he, he's another unique character too, where, um, you know, when you talk about a culture and when you talk about, a guy that does everything the right way. Orlando Brown's in that category. Um, the guy never misses practice. Um, he's as dependable as there is. You know, that Cincinnati game that we played in the regular season, it, it killed him that he couldn't play. And he actually came back on the field and wanted to play with a, with a pulled calf muscle. So um, I think he's done a great job at that left tackle and, and certainly work it and get him done. And we expect him to be our left tackle moving forward. And one of the other questions, too, is that third receiving option. See a lot of people on the text line, you like your receivers. Seeing a whole lot of Traylon Burks and different receivers because you want a receiver. This is Brett Veach's thought on that third offensive weapon behind Hill and Kelsey that, well, could be the future of what this offense looks like if they draft the right guy. Any sort of advantage um, that we can get, we'll pursue. Um, it's no different than the Rams. I mean, they had a bunch of wideouts and they had a chance to get Odell. Um, you know, even if, I mean, we could have, potentially had Sammy Watkins on the roster and with that would have been something I think you guys know how we're wired um if it if it makes sense to us and it doesn't put us in any long-term binds in regards to future caps and, and structure um but if there's any way we can get better and if there's any way we can get Pat Mahomes more weapons we'll do that and obviously um Odell's done a great job for the Rams and you know it it just worked out for them where as soon as they signed him they had a receiver get hurt so now it looks like it, an even better move but 
Um, I, I think that this was something that if this scenario would have played out a year ago with different receivers on it, we probably still would have inquired and pursued. And um, I don't think we'll ever shy away from trying to get 1% advantage. And, and that's kind of how we approach things. If it, if it makes sense for us, it makes us, even if it's just a little better, I mean, we'll pursue it. And that was the case there. And, and maybe it would have made a bigger difference than just that 1% uh, given, you know, different roster constructions on different teams, but we'll always pursue talent. And um, if it makes sense, we'll, we'll be aggressive in that, in that fashion. So one more thing with Brett Veach. We'll get back to it later. I want to talk about this Brian Flores story for a minute and the many wrinkles that it has. But this is what Brett Veach said about Melvin Ingram. Any chance to bring back big Melvin? With Melvin, I think it'll be very similar to last year. I, I think he'll be a guy that will want to take his time. Um, he's played a lot of snaps, still a productive player, still can help the team, um, still would be of interest to us. I think he'll go through the process of, you know, taking some time and, and getting with his family and seeing, you know, where he wants to play and what makes sense for him. Um, but I do think if, if a guy like Melvin decides that he wants to come back and play, I think that we would be at the top of his list. And, and, and that's something we'll, we'll, we'll work to keep the dialogue open with. And Chris, here's the thing. When he, he's not going to command the same money, but his last contract he got with the Chargers for the Steelers that were basically giving $4 million with incentives, he was making over 16 a year. Four years, $64 million contract, $42 million guaranteed. I, I, I don't know where he thinks he fits in. I mean, he's a guy that could outprice himself. Depends on what he wants because, remember, the market wasn't there for him last year. It was Kansas City, Miami, and Pittsburgh where he went on visits, ultimately choosing Pittsburgh because not a lot of people are wanting to pay an edge over 30 years old, just not wanting to do it. Even though <laughs> he showed his intangibles, he didn't show them in Pittsburgh, but he showed them here what kind of influence he can have with the defense by guys kind of feeding off and using the word violent. You didn't hear him use that term till Melvin got here. Yeah, he'll be 33 before the season starts. So even though he wants and he wanted a long-term deal before last this past season, I don't think he's going to get that now. Like not at 33 years old. Uh, I, I really kind of feel like it'll be like a series of one-year deals. So I don't know if he's going to command a ton of money. It's really going to be about where he's going to get opportunity to play. And I mean, I just feel like the chiefs at worst are going to provide him a rotational spot, you know, yeah. at worst rotational, but he's probably going to play most downs of a game sure. anyway. So like, I think at this point, Melvin's best bet is probably to stay in Kansas city. The chiefs have the cap room uh, right now, but they'll probably create a little bit more cap room with some moves that they'll make. Like, Maybe we'll see Hitchens go and uh, certainly they're going to push to get Frank to take a pay cut because, you know, right now 26 million is way too much to pay him next season. So they'll probably try to find a way to, to save some money and then some of that money can go Melvin's way. So he'll stay here. And I, I think Melvin really wants to be here anyways, because, uh, you know, he's he hasn't want a ring in his career. And I think he really wants to before he hangs it up. He likes it. He likes it with the fans treated him and. And the team no. too, like the team, he vibed with the team so well, especially when you saw him after that game against the bills, like on, on the franchise and, you know, him and, and Kels were there and you could tell like he was, this was the happiest he's been in his career. So I, I really do think he's going to stay here. I, I, I think as, as long as the chiefs don't go the way of we're going to keep Frank and then we're going to draft an every down edge on the other side of him, oh. then Melvin will be here. Yeah, the text line says, I think Veach is upset with himself with this and, and staff about the Frank Clark acquisition deal. No, I actually don't because he knows Frank Clark helped him get a Super Bowl ring that he'll have forever. 
that banner will fly forever. And by the way, you probably don't realize this, because I know he didn't have a great postseason. Frank Clark does sit fifth all-time in sacks in NFL history in, postseason. in the postseason. Yeah, so, no, he's not going to regret that. Okay, he doesn't. You got a ring, you don't regret. No, no. Even if, like even if now. It's tough to regret anything if you want a ring. Even if now the contract hurts you from a financial standpoint, you won a Super Bowl in part because of him. So, yeah, you don't regret that. What you do regret is if you're Dallas Cowboys and you spend money on big contracts and all of a sudden you don't win a playoff game. Yeah. That's <laughs> when you regret stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's called regret. Winning a Super Bowl ring and having a banner, you don't regret crap at having a parade. You do regret paying Eric Winston a decade ago. Yeah, but if you, if, if you, but if you win a ring, yeah. like these Rams aren't going to care they give because they've given up so many future draft picks first round. Yeah. Like they don't pick like, first round for like a couple more years. Yeah. But they don't care. They pushed all in for Von Miller and Odell. And if they win, they don't care. Again, Doesn't everybody la- was laughing at him, laughing at them midseason. Ah, Odell's not going to bring anything. Odell's got him 37 catches and six touchdowns since he got brought in there in the last 10 games. But they pushed all in. And a lot of people laughed at him because they weren't playing real well right at the beginning. Well, if they win a Super Bowl, pushing all in was all worth it because you won the Super Bowl. And that's everybody's ideal situation. Coming up next, though, grab those tinfoil hats. We have a little fun next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. What an interesting day it was, Chris. It didn't look like... It would be very interesting at all. Maybe Brett Veach wraps up. Uh, Tom Brady retirement, you know. And then that popped out yeah. because Tom Brady. <laughs> Wanted to control the message. He did. And Adam Schefter didn't get a shine. And I mean, he did, but, you know. Oh, the, he did. The anti-media people were like, oh, see, Shefty and Darlington were lying. But then Tom wanted to make him sweat. Exactly. He wanted to He wanted to control the message, and so he waited a, a couple days, and then he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I am retiring. I wish he would have done it via commercial with him and Gronk. That he, actually would have been funny if him and Gronk would have done it in the Super Bowl. Like him crushing a beer can on his head. Yeah, just just paying like yeah, paying like the mil what is it, a million, two million now for a thirty second ad in the Super Bowl and and just like say, Hey, yeah, we're retiring, by the way. Like that actually would have been a pretty epic way to go out. Well, t- Kelsey's gonna have all those postseason tight end records now that yeah, Gronk's gonna be out of the equation because I see them both. Walk, even Gronk hadn't said anything one way or the other, but he's not. Gronk, Gronk's not coming back. I don't think he's coming he's back. He's never played without no. Tom Brady. He's no. not coming back. It's like his blankie. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, if you're if you're Gronkowski, like Gronk said at the end of the season, like after last week's game, if I had to decide now, I wouldn't play next year. So, like, and then you get Tom Brady retiring. The only quarterback he's ever had is Tom Brady. Yeah, he's not. He's not coming back. I have my phone set for alerts from Schefter and Rand Yeah, me too. Us. Me too. And yeah. when it happened, it was like I couldn't keep up with the Chris. It was just like <laughs> so my phone, many. My phone was just going like insanity because of Tom. Right? Tom's going to move the needle. Yeah. But then later this afternoon, the Brian Flores stuff came up. Who's had two straight winning years with the Miami Dolphins, and you know we love seeing the Miami Dolphins seven game winning streak this year, and. You know, people were like, whoa, look at this, look at this. But then a little-known Twitter account, you know, basically came out uh, about this, and it was a Brian Flores deal, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's going on here with Flores? He's going to be on CBS in the morning, but he's basically suing the league um, 
He's suing the league for uh, the league, the, the, Dolph- the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos as well. Because he said that when he interviewed with the Broncos a couple years ago, that the interview was a sham. He felt like it was a, a product of the Rooney rule because he said they showed up late to the meeting. He could tell they'd been drinking the night before. Again, that's very def- difficult to prove. Like that part is very difficult unless they, to prove. Unless they say. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Ed, hey, we've been drinking the night before. I'm hungover. But the Broncos bit. have a detailed like interview with them. They're defending themselves with that. So yeah, that is. That is but I'm just saying that's, that's what the NFL said. So anyway, they're defending themselves on that. But. The smoking gun he has, Chris, is that Bill Belichick, he has tweets, and he's got proof. Well, text. He's got text. Yeah. That's the proof. That's the written proof. That's the smoking gun. Because if you don't have that, you really have anything but but he said, she said. You don't. And people choose sides, which side to believe and what not to. But I am looking at a guy that could be an NFL coach this year. He still could get a job with the Saints, but he was trying to get, and he did an interview with the Giants. So Belichick thought <laughs> he was texting back and forth, and I think Belichick thought he was talking to Brian Dable, both former assistants of him. Yes. He goes, well, I hear you're in the running for, and he didn't say. No, I hear you got the, the Giants, the, the job. Giants I hear job. You, but he said Buffalo, too, for some reason. And then, then Flores shot back and said, do you think you're talking to me or Dable? And he's like, I blanked this up. I, I It was Dable. They're hiring Dable. Yeah. And this was three days before he was going to interview. Yes. So that was – I mean, Belichick was like, ah, everybody's been there. You text the wrong person, but that's where the Giants come into play. Because if you have already hired a coach before you had this interview, wink, wink, wink. What are you doing? I wonder if I wonder if Belichick just had them both as Brian and didn't even think about it. He was just like, ah, I text one of the Brians over there. Didn't even think about Flores interviewing for the job. But it's a mess, and B. Enemy was in this too because he used that as an example of coaches not getting their opportunity. Um, cause he just didn't want to be, you know, a token interview. And then there was the, another bombshell drop. Stephen Ross, the owner of the dolphins back in 2019, wanted a better draft clipping so they could get Joe Burrow. And he was willing to pay him what Chris, a hundred thousand dollars, hundred stacks 100, for every 000, loss for every loss. 
And I don't think Brian wanted to play that game with him. But again, $100,000 for a loss. So everybody out here with your Tim Foyle hats on, you, you think uh, there's fixed games and rigged games. This one has some validity. A little bit because you can be bad at it because it does take away the integrity of the game. Because with Pete Rose betting on baseball and they won't put him in the Hall of Fame, we can have that discussion. It's been talked a million times, but I'd put him in, but I'm just saying. With the NFL now in bed with like BetMGM and DraftKings and everything else and the world of fantasy football, which is so prevalent in gambling, if teams were, quote, tanking, and you always hate that word because you're always skeptical of end-of-the-year games, too. That's why you end the fantasy season beforehand. But if you had money and good money, bet on the – because they did beat the Patriots at the end of the year. Like, if you were betting Dolphins, which big-time gamblers will bet on crap games because they don't care. Yeah. Because they, they'll find a little something, a little hook in there with that game and bet on it. So they may have luck with it. Somebody who's probably riding the seven-game winning streak with the Dolphins probably want to have a lot of money doing it. But the bottom line is – once, and this will be hard to prove. Like He's going to have to have proof of how this happened. But if he does, the NFL will take a serious look at one of their owners being involved in, because we all know taking exists. We all think we know what it is. But if it is proven you're trying to take a game, giving your coach $100,000 for a better draft pick, well, now you've screwed me out the gambler. Now you've screwed me out the fantasy football player, because now I don't trust you. And this is how the NFL loses trust when things like this happens. Now, I don't think it happens in the playoffs with good teams and all that. This is concerning because I feel, if true, he should have his team ripped from immediately because you do not go against the betting public by throwing a game. Yeah, and I agree with you. I I, I, I myself am not really much of a gambler. I mean, I do like the DraftKings thing, and, you know, I, I did win my money fantasy league this year with, with all my people and whatnot. So, you know, that's about as far as it goes. But if you had bet the Dolphins at the end of the year, remember when they screwed up against the Titans? Yeah. Remember they hammered at the end? You're right. Like, you're like, well, I just put all my money on the Dolphins, and oh, like now I want a refund. Like if we found out that Janice McNair, the owner of the Texans, was instructing David Culley or even the general managers or even incentivizing, hey, uh, lose this game versus the the Titans in week 17 so that we can get better draft position. If we find out that there is anything like that going on, the world's going to burn here in Kansas City because we're like, hey, we needed the Texans to go out and win that game in order to in order to see if we can secure home field throughout the playoffs maybe the chiefs don't have to play week 1 maybe, maybe week the wild card weekend maybe they get a week to to kind of save themselves and maybe they don't have to play the bills until later on you know they they can save that for the the championship game like there's a lot of things that could have happened there that could have worked out in the chiefs favor had the had the texans pulled off that upset against the Titans. If we were to find that out, that the that the the, the, the Texans at the end threw that game in order to ensure that they get better draft pick, even though, you know, they at the end they were pretty competitive, I, I think the world would burn here in Kansas City. And I think that's the reason why, like, you, you – that implication is – obviously what we hear about teams really kind of just using Brian Flores and I and, and makes me think – Eric B enemy too as token interviews it, so it, that they it, can it, fulfill the Rooney it, rule requirement. Not, again, this is twofold because it's very serious on several allegations. Exactly. And that's a big one too, because 
I hate when these guys think they have a legitimate shot at a job. Yeah, and you know you don't. After and they're that. going in with their charts and their analytics, and yeah. now they're going to make a team better because they've done a bunch of homework, but they never were even going to be truly considered for it. Like, that part sucks. Yeah. And I hate that. I mean, that had to hurt for Brian Flores, knowing that he was about to spend three to four hours, if not longer, with the Giants' front office knowing he's not going to get that job because they already have chosen Brian Dayball and that he's just a diversity pick. You know, he's just a diversity interview. Like, and that's the reason why the Rooney rule is, is not good. It, it isn't very good at all because it just promotes tokenism. And, and that's the thing that if I were Eric B enemy, I mean, I'm sure I'm pretty sure he questioned it anyways, but now at this point he has to question the validity of every interview he's ever had. I know he just interviewed for the Denver job not too long ago. He has to think about, okay, well, was that a legitimate interview or was I just a Rooney rule? Was I just a Rooney rule guy? And I I really think that nowadays there's got to be something more done by the NFL. You can't like, I, and I, I know the Broncos denied it, but like that's, it seems a little far-fetched for Flores to make that up, that these guys showed up two years ago uh, and they were hung over. Here, here's the text. You know? Here's the text from Bilicek on like yes. from the lawsuit. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you've landed a job. Congrats from Bill to him. Flores back. Oh, did you hear something I didn't hear? And then Bill check Giants, bunch of question marks. And then <laughs> the Flores goes, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. He goes, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York that you are their guy. So I don't know why he threw Buffalo in there because he's already in Buffalo. They're not getting rid of McDermott. So I don't know why. But that was thrown in there, so I have no idea. Oh, he was talking about, like, I'm pretty sure he was talking about, since he thought he was talking to Dayball, he had heard from the Bills and from the Giants that he was, that he, that Dayball was going to Says, hope it works out if you want it to. Then, then uh, (laughs) Flores shot back. That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. Then, coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Just making sure. And his response, sorry, I blanked this up. Substitute F word. Yeah. I double checked and misread the text. I think they are naming Dayball. I'm sorry about that. I mean, Flores, that's a, thanks, Bill. And that's terrible. And then the interviews with him three days later. <laughs> three days later. And this is what this is. We've talked about this for years, ever since like the Rooney rule became a major issue. There is a, there are a lot of teams that know who they're going to hire ahead of time. So the Rooney rule doesn't do anything because it's not like they they've already identified their guy. And then who, you know, maybe this, this minority coaching candidate comes along and oh, I'll change my mind. No, like you think the Jaguars had, they were, it was an open, it was an open process as far as who they were going to hot, who they were going to hire. No, they were going to hire urban Meyer regardless. Well, the, the, the thing about this is, I mean, sometimes people throw things out there and it's it's not right or wrong, yeah. and you have this side or that side. But when there's a smoking gun, meaning actual proof, that that's where it gets kind of interesting and dicey. And this whole thing with the Dolphins and trying to throw games, this that's sell your team crap. Yeah, no, you can't have you, that. You, 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 can't you can't have that. You have to respond to the NFL's biggest customers, and that's called the betting public. Because you yeah. know what, gamblers won't like that. And the NFL and the NFL has catered a lot to the gambling public public anyways because yeah. the injury report is a product of gambling you oh, know they is. don't they do, they do not they would never do that if it wasn't for the fact that that they wanted to entice people to be involved with it by pushing this remember stuff. Dennis Francione it was at Pitt State he was at 
Texas A&M, was that Alabama for a while? Remember him? Yeah. He used to have a, like a private thing you could subscribe to for donors. It was like the Francione letter list or whatever. I don't yeah, remember what yeah. it was called. But he would put injuries in it. Something they didn't have to do at the time. Who the hell do you think would buy the subscription? Yeah. All yes. these coaches. No, all these gamblers. Teams. Gamblers too. Yes. But like even then the coaches and, and the teams would too. But yeah, absolutely gamblers would be on all it because right, well, that's where they got their money. Anyway, we got a lot to get to. That was that was funny. But I do want to know where the Chiefs go. We'll talk about that at eight o'clock. But coming up next, I'll address a uh, just a horrible comparison and analogy I see in the text line next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is Mitch Holtis. Catch me every Friday morning at 730 right here on 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back. Short segment before we get into some fun stuff here. So I'd like to hear from you too. Who do you take? Because it's going to be split in uh, Chiefs Kingdomville. Which direction you want to go on the draft? There's not that surefire guy. You say, all right, the Chiefs need this, 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 because there's several things that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, will need. Nine one three almost didn't even make the AFC title game. I get it, I get it, but almost as good for horseshoes and hand grenades. They did make the title game. Um, That's just not how the NFL works either. Like how many, we've never seen no. a team host four straight conference no, never happened. So we call it whatever we want. That's just not how the, the NFL, yeah. if, if the NFL worked away, it was supposed to, the chiefs wouldn't have made the play. I think people here have gotten so freaking spoiled. Yeah. Because I see a lot of front runners with this team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That weren't there in 2012. Weren't there in were 03. Weren't there in 03. 99. They didn't like the Chiefs back then because they kept losing the playoffs. Yeah, they were calling the drop. chefs. They were Cowboys fans they until go, then. Yeah. They had Cowboys hats. Everything the Raiders else. jerseys. They went 20 years before winning a playoff game. And this is what they expect every year. They expect <laughs> and like the Royals. They expect a no hitter every game. Uh huh. Like they expect that pitcher to go up and throw a no hitter and they expect wit to hit Four triples every game. Why didn't the Royals win 92 games this year? Yeah, tell me why not. <laughs> why not? Fire fire uh, uh, Dayton Moore. Let's be honest. I mean, just be honest here. A lot of you are spoiled. Let's, let's get this out in the open. You're spoiled. Because we used to not have nice things. We didn't. Don't you, don't you remember this Kansas City? We didn't win anything. We went from 85 to 2015 without winning anything. Um, from the 913. We should have a first-round bye and easy road to the Super Bowl, but our team has taken a step back the previous two years. Name me another top-two seed in the Super Bowl. You can't. It doesn't exist. Nine-one-three. No bank. The Bills game is supposed to be a blowout, but it's close because Veach has turned his Ferrari into a Kia Rio. <laughs> it's supposed to be a blowout? The Bills were good. What moron thinks that that game the was Bills, supposed to be the a Bills, blowout? The Bills did underachieve this year, too. This game probably should have been in Western New York. Be <laughs> it should have been, Once yes. the Bills beat the Chiefs, you know what they did? You know what they sell at stores? They sell these things called the pens. It's for people that pee their pants. Yes. Because that's what the Bills did. They're going to defend all the depends people. Out once, there they, once they beat the Chiefs, they couldn't hang at the top of the mountain. You know why? They urinated on themselves. And you know what? They got beat by the Titans. And then they couldn't hold on to it. Then they got beat by Urban freaking Myron the Jaguars 9-6. to six. Then they got piss-pounded by the Colts 41-15 to 15 at home. But they had the number one defense in the NFL. Noah's still a good team. Josh Allen's still a good player. The game should have been in Western New York if they didn't pee down their pants. But you hosted four years. You can say that about the Chiefs' second half. Whatever, that's fair. But at least they had the AFC title game at home, and a lot of people forget this. Matter of fact, a lot of these talking hags that said the Chiefs wouldn't even make the playoffs forget about the fact that the Chiefs have done this four straight years. They haven't mentioned 
the Chiefs put up 552 yards on on the Bills. They haven't mentioned the Chiefs became the first team in the NFL history to put 40 points on the number one defense, DVOA, scoring defense, defense in the NFL. But you won't hear that. You know why? It doesn't fit their storylines. It doesn't fit their narratives whenever they want to talk. The Chiefs were a one-point favorite in that game, and 53% of the betting public took the Bills. Miss me with the they should have blown out the Bills. But here's That's the thing. just not how this works, bro. I mean, listen, I grew up in Kansas City. I'm a Chiefs fan. I had season tickets in the 80s and all this. I'll be honest with you. A lot of you act <laughs> spoiled. Let's be honest. Because you, you can't take the losing. Because then everything sucks. Fire everybody. I've seen it all. I see the text line during games. I know the overreaction. Not everybody's like this, but I see the overreactions. I don't know how many times you guys won the fire Andy Reid this year. And he's only third all-time now in coaching postseason wins, fifth all-time in regular season, and uh, playoff victories. But you won't tell me who you want more. So, again, Beach, Beach, come on, man. He had a hell of a year uh, with this team. And if you don't like this draft of Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton in the second round, you don't like Trey Smith, well, you know what? You just don't like football and you didn't watch the draft and you didn't see all the times teams failed on different picks in this draft. Coming up next, though, what we would do to change the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 